0: 3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one, this week Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, by next week back to Australian Eastern Standard Time, um, overnight next Sunday, Daylight Savings End as we head past the equinox, my mum always used to say, winter's coming, Uh, (laughs) 3CR very importantly broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin Nations, the overlap of Wurundjeri and Bunurong. We pay our respects to Elders, past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in from whichever lands you are on on this big island and the surrounding smaller ones. And all the lands are stolen and never ceded and reconciliation is very much a process in which we all play our appropriate part. I'm Sally Goldner. I'm the host of Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues and very much that today. And I use the pronouns she and her, and welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show um, on this day. Um, Outofthepan855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456. Seven five one two one five. Tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. As we are now a week away from WrestleMania, and look for posts on Facebook, three CR uh, out of the pan, three CR eight five five AM Melbourne, and my page Sally Goldner. And remember, any opinions I express on the show are strictly my own, not those of any organisation with which I have been associated in the past or am currently so associated. Snail mail, PO Box one two seven seven Collingwood three zero six six. There will be content warnings um, on the show today. Not so much for my wonderful guests who are ready to go in the studio, but I think it's impossible not to mention on the show events of the last eight days in so-called Australia and also in New Zealand slash Aotearoa. Um, but I also and I totally want to start by affirming everyone's feelings, trans and gender diverse people of all ages. Um, family members and true cisgender allies it's obviously not been good. We saw the horrible things here in on the lands of Nam last Saturday, and we've seen other things. We also the ridiculous world athletics decision and the spin doctor nonsense that went with that. We have a right to our feelings of frustration, anger, fear, and all those things. The thing is, while holding space for those feelings, I really want to say that I think what happened last Saturday has been a huge turning point, and that people who have perhaps been just observing silently have really gone, oh heck, that went too far. And I, I know there's been lots of great work by trans people, wonderful contributor Sam Elkin, who does a wonderful queer show on another great community station, Triple um, um Queer View Mirror. Um, wrote in the Saturday paper yesterday. Charlie Burton, um, who's head of TASCOS, um, wrote in one of the Tasmanian um, mainstream papers. And I think this is where we come back and not only, we'll say, build fire racks, but we start putting together the forest of trans that we want. And that's really important as we lead up to Trans Day of Visibility And particularly, it's been announced 5pm at the State Library, a Reclaim the Streets March organised by the Victorian Pride Lobby and the fabulous um, Austin Fabry Jenkins, uh, who's now one of the conveners. So yours truly will get on my walking shoes and be down there. And we urge all trans and gender diverse people and cis allies of all sorts to get down there and really say this is our city, this is Melbourne, we value diversity. And thank you to Daniel Andrews and John Pescudo for their various responses. That has been, I'll use the word, statesperson-like. But I felt we can't get into the show today without not mentioning that this is a queer program of all queerdom, and we will stand and walk and sit and roll and everything, and we will do it strongly. All right. We opened up today in that light with um, Giving Up from Men at Work's third album of 1985 and... The late, great Greg Hamm on lead vocals and the equally late, great Renee Gay um, assisting on vocals. We are not giving up. But we're also, while we hold space for everything, we're going to have lots of fun because the Melbourne International Comedy Festival gets underway in Bisexuality Health Awareness Month. And I have two wonderful binary busters sitting opposite me to talk about their contributions to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival uh, I can say welcome back to the 3CR studios, the wonderful Lucy Best. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Indeed. And checking in if it's okay to ask which pronouns you use, if she, any.
1: I use she, her. Thank you for asking.
0: And a first-timer in the 3CR studios, welcome to Michelle De Costa.
2: Hello. Hi.
0: And also asking which pronouns you use, if any, if that's okay. She, her. Two, three she hers. We're in the studio, but we're all diverse in our various ways. And I do have to apologise if I, I'm a little croaky. I'm a friend had a 60th birthday party up in the country, which involved lots of music. And yours truly was up vocalising on the stage and jamming. Um, so we've got Renee and Greg watching from the big stage in the sky. I was a bit croaky on stage last night, but. No jamming. You've got your comedy prepared and finessed and ready to go for the comedy festival. Yeah, always so polished. Polished (laughs) and just relaxed and smooth. Seriously, tell us about what you are up to in the comedy festival, um, whoever wants to go first.
1: Okay. Um, So we are producing and co-hosting a series of queer comedy variety nights at UBQ, UB Queer, which is a queer bar, clues in the name, um, on Lonsdale Street, and they are at 10 p.m., so people can be nice and loose and relaxed by the time they arrive on the thirtieth, thirty-first of March, first of April, and the sixth, seventh, and eighth of April. It's uh-huh. actually Lonsdale Street. It is just
2: across Smith the road oh. from here. <laughs> you had me
0: thinking there for a second. Um, yes, where? Why have I got
2: Lonsdale Street in my head? Okay, <laughs>
1: okay. lucky she's here. <laughs> That's right.
0: See, teamwork, ta- tag team. There's the WrestleMania wrestling so reference. Where it goes around. Yeah, and yeah, not not very far from here at all. I think. Um, you know, we, um, certainly just the other side of Johnson Street from the fabulous three um, CR headquarters, where we are now. So yeah, um, a great venue, and obviously a very you know, with a name like that, it's going to be queer friendly, which is good. But there's going to be lots of queer friendly comedy as well. Um, as I always like to say, throw us teasers, um, as they say, about what's going on.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have uh, we'll have four different. Um, uh, special guests every night, uh, and names include Anima Prescott, uh, Heather John, uh, Daisy Webb, uh, Charlie Lewin, uh, and many others. Uh, everyone, square? Um are we going to have a straight person? For we thought we, we might thing? sort of
1: have like a token straight person, but unfortunately we just couldn't fit them in yeah <laughs>
0: but you would have been happy to tolerate their lifestyle choices
1: yeah you know we understand it's it's not a choice it's it's genetic i think or or yeah. maybe the patriarchy but, yeah.
0: yeah or you know sort of yeah lifestyle choices or you know, <laughs> Something, something went wrong somewhere <laughs> no, look. Um, Hello to all the cisgender, heterosexual and, possibly endo- and maybe endosex people out there We love you just as long as you're nice yeah, and All allies welcome Absolutely And yeah, 108 Smith Street So yes, not too far away from where we are here at number 21 um, and lots of um, yummy foodie places if you want to catch a schnackaroo of sorts beforehand. So we've got that sorted. and um, We've got the logistics sorted. Um, yeah, and we've got lots of great comedians.
1: Yeah, and it is – so it's a variety night. So there's a bit of um, spoken word sketch and possibly ah. even some burlesque.
0: We ah, guess? we're sort of um, – Dare I say it's um, um, beyond genres of both kinds, country and Western. It's <laughs> it's um, genres of all the non-binary kinds. Yeah. That's yeah. what we like. Well, that, I mean, how queer is that? You know, we've, we've <laughs> and let's do the obvious pun um, in line with this um, program's opening. We've thrown all the um, genres into the pan um, as we <laughs> do, which is just really, really good. I mean, I might, might ask you both um, just, you know, how what. I'm going to ask two questions. How, you know, tell how long have you been doing comedy? And I know it's the tough question, which we were having a bit of a dare I say a joke about just before we started. Why on earth do comedy and we'll say comedy-ish stuff? Um, now I've thrown the tough question at you, and we're only 13 minutes into the show.
2: <laughs> Who else to say? Should I start? You go first. Okay, uh, I've been doing comedy for uh, five or six years, um, but I guess two of them don't really count. <laughs> yeah, as, as they
0: don't most of life. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, Why do I do it? I'm not sure I think I use humor as a way To deal with difficult things uh, Mm -hmm. With dark moments uh, With depression Uh, And I think it's a way that I found To um, connect And communicate with other people Um, I I struggle With that in real life But on stage somehow I manage to Express who I am and what I want to express Maybe because I have a microphone And nobody interrupts me (laughs) (laughs) I know, yeah. That's how I got into it. What about you, Lucy?
1: Um, oh, yeah, I've been doing comedy about five years. Yeah, I think it's five years this year. Um, before that, I was a performer, though. But I wasn't. I didn't perform as me. And in my day job, I was doing like training and presenting, mm-hmm. and finding that I leant on humour quite a lot. And then I thought maybe I can combine these things and perform as me doing funny things. So yeah, I jumped in in twenty seventeen. Started trying to do stand-up and then in 2019 I started a monthly queer comedy night. Actually, I think it was fortnightly then Mm. um, at George's Bar just around the corner on Johnston Street and, um, yeah, decided that actually, like, providing those safe spaces and um, acknowledging all the people who don't necessarily feel safe in some of the more typical Mm. comedy spaces became really important to me.
0: Yes, gee, um, comedy spaces that are cis het male masculine dominated who mm. thunk it mm. well as in sadly a lot of art so it is seriously really important to have those spaces my my curiosity aboundeth um, is it it's okay to ask what sort of performance were you doing before, before five years ago when you you know sort of um, transferred over to stand up
1: theatre Aha. Um, so i did i did a drama degree way back when I was young and then I was kind of moving around, living overseas and then I had a baby and then I had another baby. (laughs) So I hadn't done it for a while and I'd got back into theatre and I performed with and been assistant director with Melbourne Shakespeare and I was in a a fringe play um, and the play was very comedic. And I think that was the bit where I was like, ah. And I think, yeah, going back to the question about why you do comedy, I think, um, I mean, Michelle has a joke about, which I feel like you should do about people saying you're funny.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, it's just, yeah. It's, it's uh, um. I you know, when you know, when people tell you, oh, you're really funny, you should do comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, none of my friends ever told me that. No. Uh, so I started doing it out of spite. <laughs> but for me, it was like
1: people think I'm odd. Like I do things and people just laugh at me. And then I thought, well, I can tell the stories about the things I do and be okay with people laughing at me.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. There is that um, possibility to do it on stage, whether it's stand-up comedy or, as we say, regardless of genre of, um, you know, sort of pan-genre as we like to be on <laughs> on this show. It just is, gives that chance to express, which is so important. And, you know, hopefully... We we do still have a large degree of artistic freedom. Although I will, again, content note, um, we've just had a message in from one of our listeners, Jenny, as we sort of combine our threads of conversation, um, noticing how there was a drag youth event cancelled down in the city of Casey to Melbourne's southeast this week. And we've seen many other things as well, and that we still need to be vigilant um, on that. And I just, you know, I... Yet, on the other hand, I believe, like of an event in the Melbourne's north in the city of Hume, which was cancelled and then reinstated, shows that we can get through, and I'm going to editorialise and go off topic. I think that we can't give these any extremist a millimetre. And so that's why we have arts and we see so many good ideas that can, once you know, we t- there's lots of humour and fun in it, um, but then we take these ideas and put them out of arts and go, oh, there's an idea for society, which is always a good thing. So, you know, the two of you and all your colleagues are doing um, various genres are doing us a great service. And, you know, um, I've never done full-on drag in particular, makeup and clothing, but I totally admire the artistry in it. I just think it's amazing. Same. We'll yeah. have some
2: drag in our shows as well. Ah, yeah.
0: yes. Do do tell any any teasers there that we can um, throw along for our our three CR listeners. The very wonderful adore handle who you
1: oh, saw yes. at the Motley Bow House at one of my queer cabaret nights. Um, yeah, adore has got a new wig, Ooh. specially for our shows. Yeah, so um, adore. So it's A D O R E. H-A-N-D-E-L as in I adore Handel so um, the look is very much that kind of um, Dangerous Liaisons era uh, c- wigs with very mm. neat curls and white makeup with little pink rosy cheeks and pantaloons that go in just below the knee and it's very glorious and uh, Adore Handel is brought to us by Luke Bell who is a trained opera singer and, um, and a very funny and wonderful human well, I absolutely. and as well. And Carla Moxie, who mm-hmm. I don't think you saw, Sal, um, who is a drag. You were there for it Carla. It was the same show. It was the same show. Okay, yeah. So yes. Carla did that. yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, um, that was um, your queer comedy night in February at Motley Bar Queer House. cabaret night. Cabaret, yeah. I beg your yeah. pardon. Yeah. Um. And this this is the thing. I mean, you know, I mean, as someone who had a shot at stand-up in the 2000s, you know, way back, um, and it was still, I think, very cishet mask male dominated and i think i was trying to do that and it didn't work but i think now we're seeing this wonderful um dare i say it throw everything into the pan sort of approach to entertainment including comedy i mean um you know all great performers but adore handle the fact that here's someone with a classical slash opera voice and the look and combining it with queerdom in that unique way i mean this is why you know um Queers are awesome, you know, yeah. Which we need um, to, you know, laugh and entertain, and maybe just make us think a little beyond the um cishet, endo norm square.
1: It's a celebration of, of feminine energy rather than it's about being about gender. I feel
0: brilliantly put. Yeah, there's so much um, out there. Um, so what sort of, um, you know, mentioning a door handle in their particular niche, you know, sort of what? Um, let's just um, make sure we've got it again. Other niches of your. Um, performers um, throughout the 30th, 31st and, um, yeah, what was it, 1st and then 6th, 7th and 8th. Yes, those the
2: first two weekends <laughs> of the festival from yep. Thursday to Saturday.
0: Yep. So, yeah, other other, other genres and niches. Um, who are some of the other performers? Again, let's just drill into more depth okay. on them.
1: Well, so we've got Anna. So I mean, I can just go through each let's evening. Let's do it. Yeah, so on the first night we've got Anna Piper-Scott. Yay. Um, who is award winning mm. trans woman who has been doing comedy for many years and touring all around the world, so it's a great honour that we've got her on.
2: Stand up, so that's doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Um
1: Matt Bell, who's also a stand up, Daisy Webb and Carla Moxie, who is drag, so that's mainly stand a stand up show. Um and the second show is Han Arbuthnot, who you also saw the night we yes. came to Queer Cabaret at Motley. Um a trans person and mm. Jackie Pillar, Yay. good friend of ours mm. who it, has musical elements to their act. Indeed, Freddie Weir who does character acting. Freddie Weir is quite well known for being obsessed with Furbies. <laughs> and
2: refurbishing them.
1: Then. Oh,
0: okay. I thought that was some sort of new sort of furry thing, um, you know, sort of furry <laughs> type of um, subculture, but no, Furbies.
2: Furbies. They are um. 90s uh, toys. Some electric pets. <laughs> yeah. There it's we a, it's go. A, it's a, a, yeah, I think not my time. Like I was <laughs> already too
1: old for them yeah. when they came around. Um, and Nikki Vivica, who yes. um, is, does stand-up and spoken word and storytelling, and is just a, a beautiful sort of poetic
0: He-he.
1: comedian.
2: Yeah, she's multi-gender. So, um, I don't
1: know, for art. <laughs> Multi-genre, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then we've got Charlie Lewin. Yep. Yeah. Um who stand used up. to who used to do drag but now is is stand up. Um Sharon Booth who's a stand up. Akimi who um Akimi's also doing a show for comedy festival that is a drumming show, a comedic drumming show. In fact wow. I think more absurdist than She said she wants to do a song. Awesome. There we go. So there's even more music on there. Um, And Mary Ellen, Mary Ellen Rose, who um, manages Bits and Pieces Comedy, produces and runs Bits and Pieces Comedy, which is for uh, women and non-binary people um, and anyone underrepresented. Uh, And also Mary Ellen produces um, Open Bike Comedy. (laughs) Which is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Open Bike is comedy on you know those what I don't know what they call those exercise bikes exercise bikes you're in a room with everyone on a static bike and then you get on stage where the where the coach normally is shouting at you like now stand up and now go faster but you're doing comedy (laughs) completely out of breath
0: Uh, I'm going to do another WWE reference um, to quote the WWE <laughs> universe. Holy S dot, dot T. Holy S <laughs> 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 I'll be sort of sneaking in the back on that one, said Flabby Spice over on this side of the of the radio <laughs> you, desk.
1: You, well, the, the thing that we worked out, so we've both done it, and the thing we worked out is... Don't try to like. Don't try to be doing the pedaling while you're doing the comedy. It's okay. It's enough to just. be Oh on yeah, like I didn't
2: pedal at all. I just sat there with like, the lowest energy. It
1: was just <laughs> I the very on brand. I think I, I I made the mistake of actually trying to pedal while I was doing oh, it. Oh
0: my goodness! Uh-huh. I I'm just. Oh no! I mean I. I mean my balance of masculine and feminine, I can do some multitasking, but that yeah <laughs> my my brain's just sort of spinning out of control after two coffees.
1: It was more that I couldn't breathe <laughs> that that's an issue it,
0: um breathing is is helpful according to all reports on um, yeah. human um, physiology so yep um, um and then the sixth of
1: April we've got prue Blake stand up comedian who won raw uh, last year mm-hmm. no, twenty twenty before the world. Went quiet for a while.
0: Yep, as it did, damn it. Mm.
1: Then we've got David Fowles, who is a comedian who does sort of absurdist work. I think you know David. That rings a bell, yeah. Um, He's another good friend of ours. Annalise, another stand-up, and Helena Hogan, um, another stand-up.
2: Helena was in the state final in Mm -hmm. Raw uh, last year. As were you. No, I was semi-final. Oh, sorry.
0: Still pretty damn good when you (laughs) consider all the entrants. It's a high standard to achieve.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Mm. not a bad one in Melbourne, especially. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. It's the most competitive. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So that's a, it's a huge lineup. Oh, if we not we're, we're, we're not done. done. We're not but done. wait, but there's, wait more. there's more. <laughs> how much would you expect <laughs> we've to <gone> pay? We're going crazy.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where if you call now? <laughs> yeah.
1: um, so on the seventh, we've got Tara Dowler, who again is a musical comedian. Um, Tara usually plays guitar and sings songs. My favourite song of Tara's is about uh, well, it's about body parts and how one gets self-conscious when someone else is touching your body, and it's glorious. Um, and then we've got a tracky mole. Uh, who's a stand up, and Maddie Weeks, who also produces Queerly Beloved, mm-hmm. another queer comedy lineup show, uh, and Matt Barron, who um, just had a very successful show as part of Midsummer uh, and is musical and kind of sketch, I would say, as I would describe Matt. Uh, then for the final show, we've got Heather Joan who's a stand-up Lauren Bock, who is a stand-up but also does burlesque and stuff so we'll see what Heather has for us we've got a door handle and then the last spot is a to be confirmed Yes. Ooh. guest Ooh, drum roll
3: dun, dun, dun.
1: Mm. And, and
2: most of the artists have the, uh, a solo show as well so this is a good way to um, like get a little glimpse and see if you like mm-hmm. and if you want to support the solo shows uh, yeah, it's a great way to do it
0: Absolutely, yes. Because of course, the comedy Melbourne International Comedy Festival is
1: huge, it's enormous. Yeah, um, and Michelle and I will alternate doing spots, but we'll be co-hosting every night together.
0: Cool. And I mean, you know, bringing in the sort of broader, we'll say, picture or dimensions of the whole festival, I think, is critical. I mean, we're, I don't know, whereas. Um, mentioning as I've now called, I think I've now called it the dan- the damn um that <laughs> screwed up our lives for two years in so many ways, and obviously for you know um, performers needing an audience, whether that's comedy or music or whichever, you know, one group affected. But we acknowledge so many people were affected in so many ways. As much as it is possible, and acknowledging there are still people who are immunocompromised, I'm beginning to feel like we're as close to you know, sort of new normal is we you're going to get. Do, are you getting that feeling back um, now?
1: Yeah, I do feel people are more relaxed about going out. But the other thing we're battling with now, of course, is the cost of living. Oh, of course, So people yes. aren't wanting to buy tickets and buy lots of drinks like they were kind of pre-pandemic. Mm. Um, but in terms of – there's even times where, you know, when we arrived here and we had the discussion about the mic covers and the well, headphone covers, true, yes. like, there's this kind of like, oh, we better remember that we have to be careful. Like, we've kind of all relaxed so much. Mm.
2: That, uh, I still obsessively sanitize my hands. <laughs>
1: I, did, I did that before.
2: <laughs> I already did a bit of that before, but now it's a lot worse. Like, I touch anything, sanitized.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, look, still doing it. I think if we've taken one thing out of that, it's got to be good. And, I mean, it can only help us, you know, um, reduce spread of flu and colds and other viruses, and you know germy things um so i think that is if we can go in little tiny things that were out that came out of 2020 and 21 there were some good things um as well in that way that i think are helpful and we can take with us and keep going as much as possible um which is really important so um yeah lots of lots of comedy um and lots of performance and um things things are coming back um so yeah, the venue is at one hundred and six uh, Smith Street in Collingwood, um, a, res- a you know a short hike, um, as my dad used to say, um, and still does sometimes, from where we are at number twenty one Smith Street. Um, but um, the in, the question that comes up is how do people get tickets for aforementioned shows?
2: Uh, so they can get tickets through the Comedy Festival website, uh, which is is Comedy. F- festival
1: uh, i
0: can
2: bear with talk amongst yourselves
0: <laughs> Comedyfestival.com.au dot com dot a u slash twenty twenty three is where i'm sort of gone to um and there's yeah there's a gaggle there's a good word a gaggle of comedians or a gag of comedians um, yes. and, um Is and a, a
2: comedy
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And we're under the banner of By Life,
2: or if of. you search for a queer comedy, you also find us.
1: Yeah, I think you should explain the By Life brand. Yes, indeed. Please do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, well, I, um, we we started the the By Life organization <laughs> <laughs> last year. Uh, as in, a, it was a video for my solo show. Um, in which uh, it's an infomercial kind of style that we talk about the benefits of the bisexual lifestyle for you and your loved ones.
0: Now we're talking, <laughs> um, you know, and it is Bisexual Health Month. Um, so, yes, there's all sorts of um, um, benefits um, to bi life. Um, that, that's a great thing because I was going to ask, I mean, we've had, you know, wonderful um cisgender gay cisgender lesbian comedians um you know, sort of um you know in various times over the last 20 years you know, Adam Adam Richard um you know um I noticed Geraldine Hickey has a you know a little video on the front page of this year's um comedy festival website they're all great and awesome and also paying um well tribute and homage I suppose to um an out by comic um who was doing stuff 20 years ago Nellie Thomas Um, well, if I call her the bisexual mother of bisexual comedy, will she be happy or offended? I don't know. Um, it could be non binary anyway. Um, you know, but that's I think that raises a good point. Queer comedy is great. What about what are the ups, downs, and in betweens of bi comedy?
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I think I think the difference is that uh, we we get shit from the gays and from the straights, Mm -hmm. but we still want to um. Can I say this on radio?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty cool. Um, the possible language Don't, warning. Yeah, without swearing. You can, yeah. Just,
1: you
2: can use it in the polite. Well, we still would like to have intercourse with it all. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> that's Thinking all right. Make you
2: laugh. <laughs> I used to airport in my. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: well, well, that's right. And of course, um, as um, dare I, and uh, declaring interest as a community member of Bisexual Alliance and we've got to reproduce more of these. We had badges a few years ago. Bye, but fussy. <laughs> yeah. I all thought right.
1: you were going to say we had to reproduce more buys i've done my well, I've done my do bit. I've, I've made two pansexual non-binary
0: people <laughs> that that now see this is what happens when you bring you know you bring know. your children up run properly. this is very good to see um all and hear and feel and t- well touch and all that in a consensual way um really really awesome, yeah, so I mean you know this is the thing i mean i was as a, you know when I went to the um the queer comedy night back in. February and I was just um, running out of running out of puff, so to speak or puff um, or something um, to, to go to Friday's March event but of course we've got a big dose coming up um, in the you know, over six nights in the next couple of weeks um, I was just so blown away by the standard and the great um, you know sort of the fact that by people were able to we'll say reclaim um, you, know, you know buy plus in that way which was just absolutely fantastic and so there is I think for any group there is that sense of reclaiming underneath all the the fun which you sort of touched on earlier Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it must does it, you know, what what are the feelings like when that happens?
1: Yeah, I talk about this a lot in my solo show um about you know, as a kid I didn't see bisexuals, I didn't hear the word. I mean, I think Freddie Mercury was the only one that mm. anyone really thought about, it, but it, Looking back, so how about um, David Bowie? And you know, actually, there were lots, Mm. Um, but that word wasn't really used, and so I didn't. I wasn't really kind of. I mean, I was out. Like my friends knew, and obviously, (laughs) I uh, the people who I hooked up with knew. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it wasn't until after I had been married to a man for quite some time and then separated that I realised how important it was to to be out and proud and visible for others, so that others could feel more. Um, yeah, accepted and, like, for want of a better word, normal. Like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. I'm not being weird here. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we are hopefully making a, a world that uh, gender and sexuality diversity is more readily understood and accepted. And people do say things like, "What are your pronouns?" Instead of just making assumptions. I think that's. Yeah that's a better world and i'm really pleased um and funnily enough that the more we talk i find the more i talk to people about it there's people who you know they might be in a relationship so you Mm. just assume their sexuality based on who they're with Mm. and how they either of those people present gender wise and then the number of people that go to me yeah i'm bisexual too yeah yeah before i was with this person i was with a person of the opposite gender or you know like oh okay and i think it's really important that we do talk about it and normalize it
0: absolutely so yeah it is really important and um you know, it does seem that, um, um, you know, sort of in, we'll say, inner Melbourne and probably, you know, sort of inner Sydney and the bigger cities generally, you know, there's a bit more visibility. But, of course, then, you know, sort of getting away from comedy for a second, regional and rural areas, the sense of isolation that by people who are invisibilized, usually in big inverted commas, heterosexual appearing and inverted commas relationships, I think, particularly face that. Yeah, so a big... Shout out to our bi plus people in, regardless of whichever um, details of your relationship in um, beyond the the big smog, as I like to call it.
1: Yeah, I've actually felt like I've had the experienced the worst um, kind of bi rasure from cisgender lesbians.
0: Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, because well,
1: I slept with the enemy.
0: Oh, Yes. Well, that's that sort of thing, and. Um, well, look, I'm, I'm I'm going to say content note and mention it again. You know, Mardi Gras a horrendous history of outright biphobic vilification. You know, being called before a panel to justify your membership and then still being excluded anyway. Um, you know, I just which it, it just eats at me that that sort of thing can happen, particularly from a group that groups like um, gays and lesbians and elements of those groups deny other people's identity. Just leaves me head desking and face palming and all the rest of it and we've got to keep the pressure up. Oh, I'm, doing, I'm going to rant for a second. Um, you know, I think that part of the problems of the trans community started um, during the um, postal survey when, unfortunately, um, that minimalist small target approach through groups like trans and buy under the bus. And, you know, you, you, know, you give extremists a millimetre, they take an Earth's circumference, so we need to respect each other and lift each other up and particularly those people in positions of influence need to be doing that and we need to well try to call in first where these problems are happening but if not we call them out and i'll climb off my i'll climb off my soapbox with a microphone in it but i'm still sitting down with the microphone here on 3cr with lucy best and michelle da costa
2: yeah and i think another another annoying thing uh, that happened to uh Bisexuals is like going from being visible to the whole definition of like, oh you know, if you say you're bisexual, it has to be man or woman, and they have to be cisgendered, and I don't know who came up with that definition, but I don't know any bisexual there agrees with that, mm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so that's part of the reclaiming as well that no, we're not exclusive, it's just I don't know, we're just a bit maybe a bit older <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it was um, I think it was the media trying to divide us, yeah. Well, I well
0: yeah, I, I, I think that's actually a fair call that it was the, the media um, trying to, um, you know, sort of um, do that. And um, also, but as I, say, I don't, as I say, I think that there were elements of gay and lesbian who, whether they meant it or not, and I can't stand that, and I didn't mean it thing, um, did do that. And okay, if you fluff up, you fluff up, but admit it, fix it, learn from it, prevent it happening again. And that's where I feel we haven't done enough of that. To get the closure that um, some people need So um, really, really important We might just have a quick musical track um, And a very appropriate one um, Someone who, in a rock group That wasn't erasing bisexuality And was very open about it From way back in the halcyon 70s Was Supernaught And here's their track from that rock and era um, Which is a little binary But it's better than um, being mono and This is more stereo uh, super i like it both ways 3cr 855am <laughs> 3cr digital 3cr.org.au 3cr on demand out of the pan with sally and guests lucy best and michelle de costa i'm
1: going to get some more water anyone else make <laughs> up
4: Says I like it both ways. Johnny's world is inside out. His daddy thinks he's insane. So she's this girl who says, I love you always. But she's going love and find within a schizophrenic mind because he likes it both ways.
5: And let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by Neil Mitchell.
4: North Preston Life Saving Club is a new creative space, gallery and studios run for and by queer artists with disability. They're currently taking applications for studios and membership with priority given to disabled, queer and BIPOC communities. They'll be running workshops, holding community events and showcasing works by local and interstate artists. The North Preston Lifesaving Club crew are seeking assistance in getting up and running and they need your help to get three-phase power to run equipment, including a kiln. To find out more and to show your support for independent creatives, please visit their Facebook page, North Preston Lifesaving Club. North Preston Lifesaving Club is a 3CR supporter.
0: 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally and guests Lucy Best and Michelle da Costa. First broadcasting, noon through one, Sunday afternoons. Today, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time and next Sunday back to Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to keep chatting with Lucy and Michelle um, and talking comedy and queer life in all aspects. Um, Just before I do, um, remember, of course, this afternoon down at the official um, grand opening of Solidarity Salon over in St George's Road Reservoir and uh, as I always say, find out why this is a face for radio. Um, I'll be there. Lots of um, wonderful progressive advocates there, and um, the fabulous Debbie Brennan. I think was baking cookies for the event. Mm, cookies, uh, which what is always. Is what time is that? Um, gets underway at two and goes throughout the afternoon. So um, yeah, if you can hop down to the new Solidarity Salon for the official opening, be there or be a parallelogram or something (laughs) um and of course um i'm going to mention it again wrestlemania um around 10 a.m australian eastern next sunday and monday term two nights go rear ripley um, because we can and um also yeah mentioning it again of importance uh, no flippance here is the trans reclaim the streets on trans day of visibility this coming friday the 31st of march 5pm uh, here in Melbourne slash Nam outside the State Library corner of La Trobe and Swanson. Let's get as many, I'm just going to say decent, compassionate humans there and be there and show our support because we're going to do this and we're going to get it right. And again, um, lots of solidarity for all our trans families and allies. Um, you know, we will hang together and we will, you know, turn this around. But I do, having said all of that, want to acknowledge the messages that we've had in from our listener Jenny. Thank you so much. And I want to get, um, it's always good to have a range of viewpoints um, for, on this. So I'm going to ask um, you know, sort of uh, Lucy and Michelle just to chat with me on this about the um, Kate situation. So, um, yep, um, as mentioned earlier, Um, Jenny advised that an event out in the city of Casey, a a local government area in Melbourne's southeast, cancelled a drag event, and said maybe that and we need to stay vigilant, which I think is a fair call. And also maybe Jenny's uh, sorry Jenny has suggested yep, Casey Rain. uh, We could get someone in from Casey Rainbow Community to talk about what happened. Um, I think Jenny's made a really good point, which sort of telepathizes with your what we're saying about rural. Um, she says that we focus on the inner city in Melbourne. Queer youth are everywhere and off, often ignored in the outer suburbs. Um, and yeah, Jenny's also sent in the contact details. So um, let's see if we can squeeze that interview in in a future week because it is very, very important. But I want to get your thoughts, you know, anything on what's happening with this anti trans, anti drag well not touch anything because we don't we don't want the lawyers on us in all seriousness but you know let's get some thoughts on you know what's happening how you feel and what might well, perhaps equally as much what we can do to start um you know sort of getting back to a better place
1: yeah it's it's um i've been very upset by the sites mm. i can't believe that it's almost 100 years since the Second World War and we're talking about Nazis as a yep. problem that we're currently facing. It's just mind-boggling. Um, I think the things we can do are things like having queer cabaret nights and queer comedy nights and safe spaces and celebrating gender diversity and sexual d- diversity. Um, yeah, that's. That, I think that's the best thing we can do, especially for our young people, show them that there is another version of the world that is accepting and loving and... Um, I mentioned my solo show before, I just came back from Adelaide on Monday, uh, Mm -hmm. performing at Adelaide Fringe, and whilst standing on the street in Adelaide doing some flyering, a woman came over to me and she said, you look fabulous, and I started talking to her. For context, my show was in a burlesque venue upstairs of a strip joint and she walked this woman walked out of a restaurant opposite this strip joint so i think she knew where she was and i was dressed very flamboyantly uh, Mm -hmm. and giving out flyers and it was part of fringe so in hindsight i think she was trying to pick a fight um anyway she started talking to me and very quickly i realized that uh, she was in fact that awful person who i can barely even consider a human who's been traveling around spouting her utter nonsense and Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and so she started trying to talk to me, and as I said, it's utter nonsense. I, 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 made, I stood my ground and I made myself big. Uh, those of you who haven't seen me, I am a small human. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of did the cat thing and puffed up and uh, stood in front of her, and as the conversation went on, my friend who was the burlesque guest of the show I was doing with Nikki Barry at the burlesque bar walked over and was wearing a very tight leopard print dress and... She picked. My friend picked up on the fact that this was a. I was having this horrible conversation with this horrible person, and uh, the person turned to Inger and looked her up and down and said, "And what do you do?" Uh, at which point, Nikki Berry, who'd uh, up until then kind of been letting me hold, you know, hold my own, and, and she said, "What's that got to do with anything?" And this person was just saying such utter nonsense. So one of the things she said, um, I think this is okay to say because I'm going to use a biological word, but one of the things she said was that all vaginas are the same. <laughs> and oh. I said, I've seen a few, and that's not true. They're like faces. They're all individual. Mm. But, just, but, but that was amongst so many ridiculous things that she said. And the conversation ended with my friend calling her a very bad word. Um, and she, and the, this horrible thing walked away. And we all kind of did that, like, gesturing as if, yeah, we were going to punch you if we had to. <laughs> but it was terrifying. And, and yeah. I um, it, yeah, having insight into how utterly crazy... Uh, and, I mean, I'm even reluctant to use that word because we all have mental health struggles. And mm. um, But just, yeah, she absolutely made no sense and I cannot fathom how she has been given a platform and why she has got followers and um, we need to... I mean, I, I don't believe in violence and I don't think that we should censor people and silence people, but I do think that it's astonishing that anyone is even listening to someone who has got it so incredibly wrong and biology has proven those theories wrong long before we even knew that biology had proven all those theories wrong.
5: Well,
0: absolutely. I'll bounce off that before I go over to Michelle. Um, You know, first of all, commendation and affirmation for standing your ground. And I mean, it's not easy when you have this level of extremism to, you know, sort of stay calm and assertive, Um, you know, and I think one of the things that's emerged is that you know, not that we didn't know this, but now I think the broader public sees that these sorts of people are willfully trying to whip up emotion. A so-called, um, I'm going to say, fundamentalist um, Christian sick SIC group a few years ago said candidly that in relation to another, and I'll say content note, transphobia, um, transphobic debate, the stupid non-existent bathroom debate, that this fundamentalist Christian group said, and I quote, that the bathroom debate was, quote, a fabrication they concocted to whip up emotion, end quote. They admitted that candidly without pressure. Now let's oh. unpack that, whip up emotion. So that's the first thing, you know, and when, you know, emotions are whipped up, they distort debate, and that's deliberate. But then let's, um, okay, now we've got rid of the emotion, we've got rid of, we've, you know, put out that surface muck on top a fabrication they concocted and they claim they're Christian. Now, I'm a nice Jewish girl, and I know that the Jewish scriptures are the same as the Christian Old Testament and the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not bear false witness, i.e. thou shalt not lie, and yet we've got Christians lying. And they are not Christian. There are lots of wonderful Christians, and Christianity in its true spirit is a wonderful faith that can guide human beings to run their life and do good things. So I think it's really important that we start really hammering this stuff. And... I've got to say, in with my a media hat on, um, on Friday, when this flipping world athletics decision came out, the media I dealt with who were morning talkback radio interstate, which was, um, I had to take some deep breaths. They were down the line on this, and they were actually saying things like, well, of course we know men aren't going to transition just to become women to cheat at women's sport. Now, I've never had a shock jock say that to me, so if they're beginning to say it and take that sense of balance, if we keep pushing back millimetre by millimetre then centimetre then metre we can get this so I really want to commend you for what you did and calling out the nonsense and I can't remember the exact exhibition it was um, 500 women or something it might have been somewhere in the pandemic uh, or something where there was a Oh, there were pictures of various vaginas. I've seen something like that before.
1: There's one at Mona in Hobart. There's yes, like a wall. Of that's the thing I'm hast, of. Yeah, it's that's the glorious. One. And I feel like all children should be taken there to understand the the diversity in the bodies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, there are all of that.
1: They're all different shapes and sizes.
0: Michelle, your thoughts and feelings on all of this?
2: Um, yeah, I think. Uh, something that we need to do really is just keep standing up to the bullies and just being louder because they are very loud minority group Mm. but they are minority and Mm -hmm. I think we just need to keep speaking up and keep showing up Um, I I saw like a a big difference from last weekend scrolling down social media and the the Melbourne, uh, what happened in Melbourne with the Nazis and how depressing that was but within a week that we saw just so many people showing up for, uh, you know, her other attempts to talk. And, you know, she even ended up, like, cutting her New Zealand tour a bit short because it was so overwhelming, yep. the presence there. So I think that's what we need to just keep doing, showing up as allies, like, like in the case of me and Lucy because, you know, uh, we're not trans. But, uh, you know, like I just, yeah, do believe standing up to the bullies, which yeah. is always hard and, you know, but, you know, that's needs to be doing
0: yeah fair enough
1: and Um, i think
2: there's probably been a thing historically where we
1: you know because we believe we're right and doing the right thing we've sort of hoped that that would just carry us through like logic and common sense would actually prevail but we do actually have to argue it annoyingly because the the squeaky wheels are getting attention yeah
0: and fighting and sort of just reasserting ourselves back um and Jenny has messaged, and again, thanks, Jenny. Neil Mitchell on 3RW was very supportive. Um, she says times are shifting in conservative media outlets. I th- certainly think that's the case in Melbourne, and it is rippling out across this big island. Um, <laughs> Jenny's coming with some good humour here, and that's a weapon we can use. Um and I've got one more thought before we just come back to Michelle to mention her show um, in the fest- in the comedy festival, which is where we'd all started. Um, Jenny said, quote, um, in relation to Neil Mitchell, quote, I thought he was drunk when he supported the community on air. <laughs> <laughs> we heard our message from Rod Quantock a little while ago, written, spoken and authorised. Well, there you go. And normally I say something funny after that, but I can't. I just want to say I also had the joy of seeing Sophie LaBelle speak last Sunday night at her Ringwood event. And she did another one in the city. And she had a so-called gender-critical um, interrupt, a, a talk she was giving in London. The gender-critical thought, oh, I got into this event without people knowing everyone knew. And <laughs> Sophie just said she burst out laughing. And I think that sort of disarming tactic is a good one as well. Um, you know, take people by surprise. For, you know, in in a kind way, in that way, I think is really cool. Now, Michelle... Let's uh, hold in our spirit of holding space for everything. Um, you, you wanted to mention your solo shows as part of Melbourne International Comedy Festival.
2: I, I don't have a solo show. Uh, the artists in our show have solo shows.
0: Oh right, you, I thought. Sorry, I must have misheard you as we were chatting earlier. My apologies. In that point, take deep breath because we're at four minutes to one. We've got to make way for Freedom of Species, the next show covering all things animal advocacy on three CR rotations at two. Queering the Air at 3. Um, Lucy and Michelle, huge chookers and um, chooker substitutes for the vegetarians for um, <laughs> your shows of all sorts and, and, and to all the um, artists performing in Melbourne International Comedy Festival, thanks for coming in today. Um, once again, 5pm State Library uh, on Friday the 31st of March, Trans Day of Visibility be there or be anything else other than be a square, or parallel or grand rhombus, but just be there. Show your support as best as you can. We can do this, and we'll take it out today with, I think, the perfect song from Dread Circus lead with Jade Starr on lead, Gender Optimised 2.0. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you thanks next for week. for having us, Sally. And thank, thank, you. You. thank
1: you. Bye. And thanks for having this show.